pitch to the Center Circle Studio. Tim Van Horn goes studs up into the soccer world where no one is safe. 18-yard box is wall-free. This is My Three Subs Podcast, a soccer odyssey with your manager, Tim Van Horn. We are just days, nay, hours away from yeah. the start of Memphis 901 FC's USL Championship season. It is campaign three, but it feels like a Memphis 901 FC 2.0 yeah. as there's a bit of a reboot on the club. And don't take our word for it. We're going to take you inside the club. We were at practice, and we've got some great interviews today, don't we? We've got Coach Ben Pierman. That's right, head coach Ben Pierman. We've got Weston Paul, Raul, too cool for school Gonzalez. We got those three, and we've got some insight uh, on the team, on the league. Also, we're going to talk about Premier League. We'll also talk a bit uh, about uh, Europa. Thank you very much. And the UCL, the UEFA Champions League. Little MLS talk, too. And we do have a little bit of that as well. Who's going down? Who's coming up? We've got that on English football as well. It's all part of the service that we do here on My Three Subs. We'll be back with today's kickoff from the Center Circle Studio. This is My Three Subs, a soccer odyssey. Hey, it's Tim. Just reminding you, this podcast is now powered by Podcave, the complete toolkit for podcasters. Brody and I want all of our time going into making the podcast as entertaining and as interesting as possible for you. So that's why we ditched our old services, made the switch over to Podcave. This is the complete podcast management, combining all the tools we need to make the best shows we can to make them available on all the platforms you use and to always stay connected with you. Podcave provides unlimited audio storage, so all our episodes episodes new and the old ones are always available whenever you want them in our website it's included and built into podcave so you always have a place to find us it's that easy music and soundscapes we use on the show are professionally made and fully licensed by podcave we get email and text management tools to stay in touch with you guest booking tools episode planning tools podcave even includes customizable news feeds so that we can stay on top of the latest headlines with Podcave. It's all in one place and it's all inclusive for just $49 a month. That's right, $49 a month. Podcave, the complete toolkit for podcasters. Save time and money with your first or next podcast. Don't be afraid. Give it a try. Use Podcave. That's podcave.com. That's P O D C A V E. Podcave.com. This is my three subs, a soccer odyssey. We're underway from the Center Circle Studios. Practice was was pretty fun out at Christian Brothers University. I'm talking about Memphis 901 FC had their first media availability of the season, and it seems late. It is. I mean, we're what we you know you know as we record this, we're now 48 hours from kickoff. I mean, it, it, to be fair, the team only had about what 10 days together. Yeah, something like that. I mean, it was a really short preseason for 901 FC. Um, it was a weird preseason because you didn't see any matches. The public didn't see any matches. Um, we heard about them on Twitter. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we, we, we heard about them, but in limited spots because in preseason, you've got people on trial, sure. people not signed yet. So you had like this guy scored in the 32nd minute. Yeah. You're like, who? Tri- trialist. <laughs> yeah, right. It's Tri- like Trialist A. <laughs> We're not sure if he's making the team yet, but cool. That guy. <laughs> what has two thumbs and just scored a goal? This guy. 
guy <laughs> right here. But uh, a, a lot of uh, a lot of things became clearer at practice at, at Christian Brothers University on Thursday. How they look? I, I, I there was a lot of energy out there. A really? lot of lot That's of good. lot of energy, a positive vibe, and you know short you know short elevator speech. Ben looks like the right man for the job. Yeah, you know, he does. I, I think the uh, the practices. Well organized as usual because he was the one that organized the practices. But he, true, he, he you know as nice of a guy as he is to us, he means business when he's out there. Mm-hmm. The players were responding. It looks like they get what he's he's teaching out there. He's picking up. They're picking up what he's putting down. Yeah, exactly. And I was really thrilled to see that uh, the media. Uh, really showed up came, and showed out, huh? Yeah, absolutely. A, a full crowd of media came out uh, to uh, hear Ben Pierman speak at length for the first time as the official head coach of Memphis 901 FC. Right. Of course, we were out there. We also talked to a couple of players as well. Mm-hmm. And just just to give you a heads up, we were outside. We had a mic wind screen on. Yesterday was a very breezy day when we recorded yeah. this, so you're still going to hear the elements, but that just means that our microphone didn't suck either, that it picks up yeah. anything and everything <laughs> and after getting an opportunity to see virtually all of the practice which is something that That's 901 weird. FC had not been previously doing before yeah. it was essentially under lock and key uh, but this one was pretty wide open you got to take a look at, at pretty much the whole practice and afterwards as I mentioned, Ben Pierman made himself available, as did uh, some of the players, for a pretty good length of time. And I yeah. have to give credit to the organization for uh, making themselves accessible and really letting the media make the most of this rare opportunity. Well, I asked you how the team was looking, but you, or the media, asked Ben Pierman how the team is looking. And uh, this is what he had to say. Yeah, I mean, good question, I think. The, we returned four guys from last year, so right now I, I'm not even sure the number we're at, but we've had 13, 14 new guys. Um, you know, so A, I had to learn new players and figure out how we have an idea of how we want to play and what we want to do and what we want to accomplish, but you never really know until we're here. Um, you know, I think one thing that's really stood out to me is, is their desire to compete. Um, it's been six months since we've we've played a game, and I think they've just well even more. But they've really, really just had the desire to compete. They want to be back out there. Um, so we, I've learned that that they're courageous, they're brave, and, and they're ready to get going. You know, he brings up a good point. There's a lot of energy out there. They haven't been together all together. It's a unique situation uh, this year compared to last. So I asked him just to elaborate just a little bit further on how this year's vibe is different from years past, especially since. Now he's the one in charge. Yeah. Yeah, obviously, anytime you go from being an assistant to head coach, just anything and everything changes. But, um, you know, it's interesting the way that's phrased is because we've, you know, Director Howard, Director Rowling, myself, President Unger, we've, we've really talked to the group about this is their team. Uh, we want our guys um, being able to su- express themselves. You know, we've talked about it in life, like men, women, black, white, you name it. Everybody's themselves, and that's what we want our guys to be. And, and I want to put the onus on them to, to have their own ingenuity and their own individual freedom, um, obviously within the structure. But, yes, it's, it's, been, it's been organized. The work rate's been good. Um, you know, I also feel that, that the group is really meshed together. We've taken the individuals and started to come together as a collective. Um, and, obviously, over the next six months, that's going to be huge. Um, having that concept of synergy, accomplishing more together. You know, Coach kept bringing up, 
up, uh, this is their team and stuff like that. Normally something that you hear from a very, we'll say, consistent club, you know, where you've got members of the club who've been there for years and who have been uh, part of a, a a consistent coaching regime and stuff like that. There's only four returning players. Which makes it very hard to have a next man up mentality. You have to right. work really hard at that, and that requires leadership, not just from the dugout, but also on the pitch. Yeah, and, and so I think bringing that up then was who's leading at practice? Because that's where it's all starting. This is what Coach Pierman had to say. Yeah, it's um, like I said, it's a new team, but we've really wanted to put the onus on 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 the group. Um, it's not my team. It's not you know Tim's team. It's it's those players. It's the 18, 19 guys that we have in this group. Um, you know, so it's it's new. But you know, one of our players that's eighteen years old, he actually took Tim's locker, and I was like, "Oh, you know, you're, that's brazen to do that." But he, he's confident, he's excited, he's ready, willing to go. So that's the group. You know, we really want them to to take the ownership, lead the group. It's going to be a totally different personality without guys like Mark Birch and, and Tim Howard and, and Jose Baxter in the locker room. You know, we've got a good group of guys, um, and they'll lead it the best way that they see fit. I love how an eighteen-year-old took Tim Howard's locker. Listen, if I saw Tim Howard at the gym, I wouldn't even use. <laughs> his locker after him no. after he's taken the combination lock off that takes some balls right i think we know who the 18 year old is obviously there are some extenuating circumstances we can't really talk about it but i'm really excited about this 18 year old oh, yeah uh, very much so and if if that uh, kind of quality is in an 18 year old just imagine <laughs> you know what kind of leadership that you've got from some of the veterans yeah you know and that's that was brought up you know who's going to take the armband because you don't have any previous captains on the club or from the club, right? You have Leston Paul, who's had the band a couple of times, so okay. maybe he's the leader in the clubhouse. But you know, does he want the armband? Is somebody else with more experience going to get voted on as captain of the club? It remains to be seen. And really, we may not know until they take the pitch on Saturday against the Birmingham Legion. This is what Coach had to say about. Just that. Yeah, I mean, we've got everybody beside four new faces. Um, you know, John Burner and Goal has been a top, top leader. Uh, um, Skylar Thomas, center back. It's natural that the guys furthest back tend to be the best leaders. Um, you know, Dom Oduro and, and Mitch Guitar, they play in midfield, but they're quiet guys. But they let their 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 mouths do the speaking with their actions on the field. Um, you know, our our attacking group with with Francis and Rashawn and Kadim and Kyle. Um, Kyle's been an excellent leader, both with his actions and words. And Michael, the, the, that attacking group, um, they do their leadership with a little bit different actions. So, um, you know, and then obviously guys like Leston and Zach Carroll and Raul and Segbers, the four returners, have been magnificent for us. Um, really, since day one, they've just been here and grinding it out, showing the rest of the group the example of what we expect now have you been coaching ben on on media <laughs> let let your mouth do the talking the ma- or the soccer with the that was definitely a brodyism i mean I, I listen the last time we spoke was at lunch we he and we all had lunch together what was that over the break yeah. right um and i haven't seen the man since i really hope he does not take are you my sure are you sure he didn't take the brody scott online course Coach, on media savvy do not take my answers <laughs> Those are mine and mine alone. <laughs> I'm the one that's allowed to, to sound like that. But, you know, I mean, he's sidestepping because I, I quite honestly don't think he knows. Oh, who the captain is? Yeah. 
Oh, he might have an idea, an inkling, but I think it's going to come down to game time, like who shows up and who's like barking orders. And it's like, here, man, do yeah. this. Listen, I think he has he has an embarrassment of riches on the selection of who he can have. You there. think so? Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, so. you were at practice, so you would know better. Yeah. And, and, and we joke about the answer because we know he was sidestepping and that was a little bit of <laughs> double speak, which was, was good. That's a veteran coach move right there. It's a veteran coach move. He pulled a Brody out of his hat and and gave some weird, weird answer. That, yeah. That's what I do. Yeah, you know, listen, we've 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 done the same on here, so yeah, yeah so he's he's one of us, um, <laughs> one of us. <laughs> so I think r- really as, uh, heading into Birmingham yeah. is going to be a tough test, but it's just the beginning because there's a five game road stand before they ever get in front of the home crowd mm-hmm. at AutoZone Park. So not only has he had to prepare in a short period of time, he's having to prepare to get the team ready without really having that that psychological boost of your own fans and with some veteran players that's one thing but with younger guys that can probably be a whole separate kettle of fish so we asked Ben Pierman what the message was to the club heading to Birmingham this weekend for the first of a five game stretch we've we've addressed the the schedule concerns which is the first five on the road um, but if you look at Austin and MLS they play their first eight on the road as they get their stadium ready the Toronto FC's done it three or four times in their history a lot of teams have had to do this um the the converse part of it is that we play 14 matches in the last two months we have an 11 day break in august and then we play 16 matches in in 10 weeks so it's a crazy schedule um we just have to approach it one day at a time we've talked about uh, you know our goal is to make playoffs our goal is to win every single match that we play those are outcomes of the processes that we do Um, i know everybody says trust the process but our process is showing up every single day and outworking everybody. So all we're worried about now is Thursday's training and then Friday's training and making sure we're on time for the bus and then making sure we're prepared and, and fresh and energized for Birmingham. And then come Monday, we'll get ready to go for Atlanta. And then the next week we'll go for Oklahoma and Indy and Louisville and then back for Atlanta. Again. I like a coach who says we're going to take each day at a time, but then lists out the next five games. <laughs> Yeah, listen, he's, listen, he's, I mean, that tells me he's aware at least. And that makes me, I don't know, because we have heard so much coach doublespeak, quote unquote, that it's We're talking about in general. In general, yeah. Yeah. No, 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 just in in general coach speak that it's always, you know, we're not even going to talk about the next game. You can't tell me that you're not looking ahead. Yeah. And that tells me that coach is looking ahead. He is aware. These are the, these are the hurdles that we've got coming up, you know? So while his, I think his answer was very, Stoic, coachly. Um, you know, we're not going to give any specifics. That was fine. Yeah. Well, listen, you're talking about a guy who went into this knowing that there was going to be a short period of having the team together, mm-hmm. knowing that the first month plus you were going to be playing real matches yeah. on the road until you got in front of your home crowd. And he has willingly and with joy and with energy accepted this job, taken it by the reins, and it has transferred to the players on the pitch. At least that's been my point of view. I think, you know, you can say international search or whatever. Mm-hmm. I hope they didn't spend too much money because the right man has been under their nose the entire time. There's yeah. no doubt yeah. Ben Pierman's the right guy for the job, in my opinion. But don't don't take my word for it. I think the players uh, and what, what, what they have to say are going to speak volumes on on their excitement for the season and their confidence in the plan that has been laid out over the next several months. Okay. Uh, in your opinion, then, 
what is a win out of this road stretch? Say, is that, is that winning winning outright three points, a couple of those, or is that draws across the board with the, with the five? I think... What's a winning situation? In, if you were Coach Pierman at this point, what is a winning scenario for you? If you go based upon the last two years, I think coming back with six points or more mm-hmm. is going to be a good start because you've bagged five road games and you know you have a, now an uneven balance of home matches that you'll get to play in front of a larger crowd mm-hmm. now that there are hopefully some more restrictions loosened up. I would say a minimum of six points would be a terrific start. Here's the wild card, though. We don't really know that much about this club. They could come back with 10 points. They could <laughs> come true. back with three points. And nobody else knows about this club either. That, yeah, that's, There's no tape on that. That's the wild card, yeah. but I think this is going to be an interesting time because it's essentially going to be this band of guys, basically 20-some-odd guys <laughs> that have to stick together for the next month that aren't going to have a crowd at their back to, to, to push them on. Yeah. It's them against the league at this point. Yeah. And I think psychologically that's going to help them get into the summertime because it's essentially a month long plus training camp of real games where you're basically it's soccer let's hit the road more soccer hit the road again and I think this could be an opportunity for them to maybe bond a little bit quicker Mm. and in a few moments we'll hear from Leston Paul and he's going to address that specifically so that's on their minds but I I think but that's good though that's great that we actually hear that from these guys normally it would be like well we're taking each day at a time you know each practice at a no, come on, man. Ben addressed, you know, he he addressed that specifically, inciting the fact that other clubs have had to go on for two plus months on the road True. at a time. That listen, yeah, it's five games, but it could be worse. Mm-hmm. And plus, they're going to be together. So, True. you know. And and it, you know this time last year we weren't doing crap we were that's true we, we, we were we were putting together fake games this t- <laughs> it was a great fake game it but was it was an awesome game but but, but you it know real. in fact le- in fact let's talk to the game winner of last year's <laughs> fake game Raul Gonzalez the man third uh, yeah he was the man of the match damn right he was and uh, you know it, this this it, we're, we're going to talk about not just the the physical aspect but we're also going to uh, especially hit on the mental aspect of the start of the season as well. And here's what Roel had to say, who's been with 901FC since the beginning. Mm-hmm. He's going to talk about the vibe of finally having a game week. Sort of uh, sort of like a new new era, you know, uh, uh, kind of sweeping COVID behind us now. Everybody's been super, super excited. I feel like uh, the game is a bit reborn uh, with the team. Um, I mean, the offseason – Ever since October was the last game, so everybody's really buzzing and the excitement's just there. Um, just every day, there's just no negativity. We had soccer taken from us for a good bit. I'm not sure when we were able to play, but now the team, everybody's ready, uh, ready to play. Couple key things that I heard uh, from Earl there out of that first answer. One, new era. That's exciting to me. Yeah. That's that's really promising. And then the second, I think, key point that he said, and, and you, we, we're kind of reading in between lines because he was coach speaking, he was player speaking there, was um, it, no negativity. That's, I don't know, a, a different vibe, I think, uh, where it's not like uh, we're getting it thrown into the piranha pit. 
kind of feel. You know what I mean? Like, so that's that's kind of exciting. You know, new yeah. era, positivity, moving forward. And and honestly, he's a guy for multiple reasons that could have a little bit of negativity because he's seen some change uh, yeah. over the last season. Yeah. Well, not just in coaching, not just in uh, you know around the pitch and COVID and everything like that, but also his own position. He's no longer playing in the midfield, which is not anything inherently different or or strange. However, it is strange because now he is on a different taking from the midfield, going back to the fullback position. You guys asked him, is that weird? Uh, I would say so. Um, with, with the national, the Puerto Rican national team I play, uh, they had me at left back there. Um, started doing um, uh, doing well in, in the position. Um, you know, Ben wanted to, to see me there as well. So then ever since uh, he's put me there, um, I've just been sticking to that role. Um, because there's two, two ways of, of, you know, playing. You defend and then you attack. Um, so taking my ability to attack and then playing defense with it um, is where it's, it's effective. So, yeah, I like it. It's great. Um, again, whatever whatever um, that needs to get done to, to make the playoffs and, and get the team rolling. So. What really made me happy about his answer is it continued to be consistent with what Ben Pyramid mm-hmm. talked about. And I think what you're going to hear from Leston Paul about a new era and a new attitude and a can-do spirit on the club. Because to go and move yourself, to be moved further away from goal when you've typically been an attacking player. Yeah, you've been a goal scorer. You have to check your ego at the door. But I think I think they found a happy medium because if he's at fullback, that means odds are he's probably going to be pushing up the wing some. So he's still mm-hmm. going to have that skill set that he's been using, but now in a different role, a little further back to help solidify the back line. So I, I think that's pretty cool. That, that that was a good that was a good answer, and I think that fits with the philosophy that Ben's looking for. That you know whoever can fit those pieces and make it work mm-hmm, and check your mm-hmm. ego at the door, that's going to make this engine go. You know, and and it's also interesting because if you decided to move him to fullback, that means there's somebody else taking that position. Somebody who, quite honestly, they might have thought, oh, maybe this is a better fit in that position. Not saying that there was anything inherently wrong with Raul playing a midfield position. Well, it could have also, though, in all fairness, been a shortage at that position as well. And he said, you know what? Raise my hand. I've got some experience because now he is a Puerto Rican international player. Congratulations to him, by the way. Playing left back. And because he's been able to adjust and have that attitude, he's now been rewarded with international caps, which is, Mm. that's a huge deal, dude. Yeah, but no. now you know his willingness to do that on an international level, translating that into the club level, which may provide an opportunity uh, where there's maybe more folks in midfield that can slot in that position where mm-hmm. there's a shortage. It's hard to find a you know what you call a, a really good fullback in the USL and MSL an MLS fullback because they get pushed yeah. up. Yeah, that's what happens. True. So so you have Segbers on the right who has spent some time in MLS. Then you've got Roel Gonzalez on the left side. So you've got two attacking options, which is which is and a, leadership back. There. You've Leadership. Got, you've got consistent guys who have been there, done that, seen it all, and so they're in the back there with you. That's great. 
And, and it's a great attitude, especially given the last two years of Raul Gonzalez's life. I mean, let's let's face it. He, you know, he was ready to be a hometown hero starter in year one. Mm-hmm. Blew out his knee. Yeah. He's had some other nagging injuries as well. So he's had every reason to be skeptical and every reason to think that he would be forsaken. So I asked him, you know, what does it what does it mean to him to start the season healthy? Not only just healthy, but to be available to start on Saturday. Uh, honestly, it means. Means a lot. It means a lot. The last couple of years have been hard, uh, especially with the ACL injury. Then uh, next year after that, uh, a couple hamstrings and the COVID. Um, honestly, didn't know how this year would turn out with teams, uh, with Memphis. Uh, wasn't sure where I would be, um, but of course, kept working hard. Uh, ben gave me the call and, and kind of rejuvenated what uh, what I'd started the beginning of 2019. So we're really excited for this game. Um, I I think it's going to be a great, great year. So, you know, and I I don't think there's anybody who is more deserving of that excitement. You know, he's been obviously been there, done that, but he's had to be there, done that from the sideline. He's an outsider looking in and to get the call. Like, like he said, he got the call from, from coach Pierman that had to have been like one of those just shots in the arm of adrenaline saying, this guy still believes in me. I mean, the coach who's been there, seen me at every practice, saw something in me and still sees that in me. It's got to make him feel really good. And I think it's going to make him want to fight a little bit more. You know what I mean? I would suspect that the feel, the feelings probably mutual because Ben believes in Raul. You know, I guess a good question would be, does Raul believe in Ben? Believe in Ben, right. So how does he feel about the being new coach? Uh, well, I think now, you know, because being the interim, you know, it's a little, uh, it's tough because you're not for sure uh, the head coach, but then this year, him being the head coach, it it's just solidifies uh, the cohesiveness he has with, with the team and what he wants to implement. And, and it is, you know, him who is leading us as well as players and the staff and everybody um, uh, around. I think that we are excited. He is excited as well because he's able to implement more of what he wants. Um, we're understanding it. Um, again, like I said, it's a new era. So he, uh, I mean, it's, it's me and Leston back from the first year. Uh, me, Leston, Zach, and, and Mark <clears throat> from the second. And then uh, and then everyone else is, is, is new, new faces. So it's uh, it's been really good. It's been really good. Well, we know how Ben Pierman, the head coach, feels about the team chemistry and, and what he's seeing. But, you know, let's go from the 30,000-foot view down into the forest itself and see what the players think. And, and here's what Raul had to say about team chemistry. I think um, the players that we have, amazing group of guys, uh, all different ages. Uh, I would say, you know, mid-20s is the average. Um, you know, very friendly. Uh, we all have each other's back. Um, no one's bigger than, than anyone else on this team. And I think that's what brings this group uh, the most together um, more than other years. So. Raul's great. He's more yeah. of a soft-spoken player, but he's got things to say, and you know he doesn't mince words. It's mm-hmm. just he's he's a little bit quieter, but he he lets his playing do the talking. Yeah, he, he lets his mouth do the talking when it comes to the pitch. So uh, <laughs> to steal back my uh, Brodyism uh, from Coach, but yeah. yeah, no, you know he's one of those players that when he's out on the pitch, you uh, he's felt, you know, and his presence is. Definitely Definitely known, and I think uh, we're gonna get a little bit more Raul this this season, um, and maybe having that chemistry, like you know, to steal his answer there, is gonna be really cool. 
Talking about team chemistry, we moved on and spoke with Leston Paul, who is back for a third season. He's been a captain at times. Could I he vote. be? That's could he vote. be 2021 captain? I, I tell you what, I, I wouldn't disagree with that choice. He's one of my favorite players, so I was very excited to get a chance to speak with Leston. We had asked Raul about team chemistry, so we thought, hmm, <laughs> you know, let's get on a roll here. If uh, let's ask the same question to Leston. You know, we're building a team is always difficult at the beginning. You have to try to find the right pieces to the puzzle. Um, I think the coaching staff together with the the GM and everyone, they did a great job in finding these guys who come in and put whatever piece they have and it's coming together. It's coming together now. The great thing about Leston is he's going to give you a straight answer. Yeah. And you can hear it in the pacing of his answer. He's thinking and he's he's telling you what he's thinking, which I have a lot of respect for. Yeah. It, you know, he's he's one he's obviously one of the most aggressive guys on the pitch, mm-hmm. but he's also one of the smartest guys yeah. on the pitch and I, and I really appreciate that. And and he's pretty much ready for whatever question you can throw at him. You know, and so when it's brought up again and again from everybody, even fans included, of roster size, having a small roster, having a late roster and stuff like that. He's not afraid to tackle it. This is what he had to say about a quote-unquote small roster size. I know what I would have said. (laughs) Um, Small roster isn't really a problem uh, once the guys are healthy. Um, Today we have one minor injury that would take a couple weeks, but all in all, the guys are healthy. Uh, the guys are working well together, and hopefully, we we can add a couple more players to the roster, and we should be fine. So you heard his answer, and he's there's no concern there because they're now sitting at right right around twenty guys. You play with eleven. Yeah. You you take. Yeah. I, I believe felt, you. I believe you travel with either eighteen or twenty. Yeah. We're not gonna forfeit games. Okay. <laughs> I we felt the shoulder shrug. You know. I felt like the. Yeah. Come on. You know what I mean? Like there's a head shake in there. You know. And and we didn't see it because it's radio, but I felt it. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, a little bit of breaking news, and my sources tell me that right after practice, not long thereafter. Mm-hmm. 901FC added two more players on loan that will be announced officially. So that brings our total soon. to 21. At least 21, 22 guys. you yeah. got a guy that's injured that's going to be coming back as well. The the, the roster size is fine now. They're going to be in a good spot heading size into this matters. road trip. Yes, yes. <laughs> and we're packing big one, baby. Yeah, so we're going to be A-OK on that. I'm sure it gets annoying, but you know, in all fairness though, there was a long time when there were few, if any, player announcements. I mean, yeah. So I get that, yeah. but if you look Look at their webpage. You can see that the roster has begun to fill out, and you don't want to just throw names in there in warm bodies just to do right. that. You want to be intentional. Ben Pierman has has told you and me face to face that there would be some last minute loan signees. He told us this months ago. Yeah, I mean, he didn't pull any punches. Yeah. He he was very upfront. I think with everybody he came in contact with that and said, "Listen, this is not going to be like a one day we're going to have a huge signing day. This isn't the NFL draft. Yeah, you know what I mean. Th- this is going to." happened weeks and weeks in, in, in planning and more importantly he was meticulous when it came down to who he picked 
as quoted by Leston. He was like, listen, he had to figure out what the hole was and then find players accordingly. Sure. You know? Sure, because you got to figure out what you need and then see what free agents are available because you got MLS releasing players, yep. you got USL Championship releasing players, you may have some college free agents that may be able to, to make the grade. I mean, it's really, for him, it's a 360 look to see what's available and where. Sometimes you look up to recruit down to USL, sometimes yeah. you look down to recruit up, and sometimes you look laterally within USL to find that. But but they now have added two more players, according to my sources, Beautiful. since practice. So the numbers are fine. Mm-hmm. We can stop talking about shorthanded rosters. Thank it's God. not a thing, you know. Uh, but again, to be fair, at the beginning we were getting very little it information. But but that train had left the station yeah. about a week ago. So that's. That's good. That's encouraging. That makes me feel better. You so, know, as a fan, it makes me feel better. I, okay, now I could breathe a little sure. bit. God forbid an injury. And, and it was a fair question. I think sure. now I think now it's not necessarily a question that that no longer you know, I don't think it needs to be asked anymore. So, let's get back to the pitch and yes. and to the sideline. Leston has been called before the heartbeat of 901 FC because Definitely. because of his skill set, because of his willingness to put in a challenge, and he has been an on-pitch leader which means he's had to work with Ben Pierman quite a bit side-by-side side when Ben was assistant coach during practices to help be an organizer, to be a leader. But now that dynamic has changed with the elevation of Ben Pierman. So we asked Leston, what's it like to now have Ben officially as the head coach? Uh, it's been great. It's been great. Um, everyone knows Ben. He's a fun guy, light, light going, you know. But when it comes to business, he's very serious, you know. Um, and that's a big part of it. You know, he wants us to play football, wants us to enjoy the game, which is most importantly as a footballer. So I think that's 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 his biggest asset for the team right now. I think just being there and having guys enjoying and play. You know, Leston brought up the fact that there are a lot of young players on the on the roster. Sure. New faces all over the place. It's where a name tag day, uh, probably at the club, right? That being said, they've had a chance to work out together, to practice and everything like that. So, fair question. Yeah. And from a guy who's going to give us a straight answer, what are his thoughts on the new teammates? We have good quality all along from, from the goalkeeper. Two, we have some some good defenders coming in. Uh, we have Raul and Mark, who was here last year. Uh, Dom, who came in in midfield together with Andre Fortune. Great players. Together with uh, Michael Salazar up top, who is a quality, quality striker. And um, we have other guys who chip in and play their roles. And that's that's what the team is about. You know, with the first game coming up and you got a series of five matches there in the first month plus, there is a bit of a sprint at times in the USL Championship because you do have to get 30-plus games in in about a 26-week schedule. Mm -hmm. So there's going to be multiple games in multiple weeks. So we asked Leston Paul what he thought about the uh, league's condensed version of the schedule for 2021. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. (laughs) I think it's just managing the, the... The rest days, you know. The games, we should be fine. The guys should be fine to play two games per week. Uh, and travel and stuff. We have we have time and hopefully we can add a couple more players that can take it maybe to 21, 22. And we should be fine. 
they've had less than really two weeks with a, a complete roster put mm-hmm. together to prepare for the first match. So with that, there is a getting to know you period, and that's like gonna, I said, name tag day. <laughs> it's, yeah, hello, my hello, my name is, and with that. We asked Leston about the state of the cohesion of the team with a mostly new roster. As a football footballer, as a soccer player, I should say, when players have the same mindset and thinking, it's it's easier, you know. Yes, it's it would take time to get the team bonding and have everyone on the same page. But it wouldn't be out of whack, you know, where one guy is running left and the next one is running right, you know. To have everything clicking, it would take time because with games, you get the understanding of each one's strong point. But I think for now, we're fine. We're fine. You know, he sounds very optimistic. And and we've talked to Leston before in the past, not saying that he's a, a Debbie Downer by any stretch of the imagination. He's always optimistic. But, um, you know, I'm going to go back to what Raul said. This seems like a new era because it feels like a new answer from Leston. You know, uh, I wonder, is that what is that different from last year? And, and it's got to feel different, right? Uh, maybe the cohesion question is different from last season. Don't ask me. Let's ask Leston Paul. Uh, I think in the past there were a lot of moving pieces. Guys coming in, guys going out, you know, guys coming in on loan. So it, most of the time it's always changing. And then there's injuries and there's there's different things. So it's always something changing. I think for now, with the guys, once we keep the same team for the majority of the season. Yes, there's going to be changes. I think we, we'd we have it. We'd have everything done back. That was an intriguing answer. Yeah. And then... Eye-opening. Yeah. And, and then our interview took a, a bit of a lighter turn for just a second. A- anybody that's watched Leston play, and this is my only hesitation as a captain, mm-hmm. can we keep him on the field the whole match? <laughs> because he's not afraid to test your shin guards. <laughs> he will put in a hard he just, tackle. He wants to make sure that everybody's prepared. That's all. You know, are you wearing the proper shin guards? So I asked Leston, I said, hey, listen, we know you're no stranger to yellow cards, and you know how to put in a, a, a tackle like Paul Scholes used to do back in the day. <laughs> right. So I was just wondering wondering if he was part of the welcoming committee to the young guys and put in a proper tackle to welcome them to the team. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. I had to, I had to, I had to. Um, that's, 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 that's getting your feet wet, you know? I get in a tackle and say, welcome, that's it. And that we, we, we smile, we laugh, we joke about it, and we move, we move on. You know, I, I could see uh, Leston forming like the Bash Brothers, like the Mighty Ducks kind of thing. You know, you know what I mean? Like, you're, Leston's one Bash Brother, and, and, and one of the young guys is going to be the new Bash Brother, you know. That would be fun. You know, that would be fun. But in all seriousness, um, it, listen, he's got his style of play. He is now a leader on the uh, the the team through and through. He's a veteran. He's a leader kind of thing. He's got to have some really good advice for these younger players. Here's what he had to say about that. They just have to. They just have to follow. They just have to follow suit and be willing to to learn. Be willing to listen to the older guys and wait your turn. That's it. You just have to wait your turn. 
You can't just come in as a young guy and say, okay, I need to start and play 30 games for the season. You got to wait your turn. I still want him to form like a Bash Brothers Mighty Ducks thing. I just want to quack is really what it boils down to in this. It's, it makes for an interesting welcome <laughs> committee because usually you get like a baked pie welcome and like a card. But welcome to the team. Whack. <laughs> instead, you get a tackle to the shins and a bag of ice and a box of Epsom salt. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes that's how you say hello, I guess. I don't know. I mean, maybe that is the Islander way to go in, in football. I really appreciate the way that uh, he answered the question about the younger players because it yeah. it, it is going to be a, a, a point to be patient because opportunities will come with Ben Pierman. He's here to win, mm-hmm. and whichever 11 he needs to put on the pitch and whichever he needs to have ready on the sideline – I think he'll do what he has to do. He's used to winning at Michigan State. Yes. He's used to winning at Detroit City FC. Mm-hmm. He's a second-generation coach. He's got what it takes. He's not here to make friends. He's here right. to win. You know, if you want to go back and and really find out who this Ben Pierman guy is, we interviewed him last season. We've interviewed him uh, at the end of last season. We interviewed him, uh, 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 I think, uh, year one, didn't we? Interview him year one. Anyway, the, those previous episodes are in that previous season, season two and season one, respectively. So go back and listen to those to get a true sense of where this guy came from. But you're going to quickly find out just that this guy wins. He knows how to win, and he knows what it takes to win. So that's exciting. Yeah, and I think fans— not, saying, not taking anything away from, from Coach Mulqueen. No, not at all. But he, he was the first. He laid the foundation. Yes. He was part of the beginnings and will always be and will always respect and appreciate uh, a, what, he, what he did. And he was very good to us. Absolutely. Very good to Absolutely. us. Absolutely. So in this new chapter, though, we're very excited because we've gotten to know Ben on a bit of a personal level. Mm-hmm. We're not going to shill for Ben. ben. Ben doesn't need us. His record no. stands for itself. Yeah. And I think this team will uh, be a fun one to watch. Now, I'm... I, I'm not gonna even gonna go out on a limb and say what happens in the Birmingham game because no nobody really Ben may not even know yeah. at this point. But the bottom line is he is establishing a method. He's establishing a family. He's he's establishing his signature on this club, and it's gonna take a little bit of time because I think what has happened is is we've got a Memphis 901 FC reboot. There was yeah. there's there are a few pieces left from last year. Some some good pieces. Some really good really good pieces. pieces. Right. But the team has brought in some. Some high talented players. It looks like we have at least one or two good finishers mm-hmm. up top, which means this could be a more exciting club. Ooh. And I, you know, I can't wait for it to get started. And I've packed my patience because I know that this is going to maybe take a little bit of time. Because one, some of these clubs have already played three games heading into this right. weekend, right. and our guys are getting to know each other. And Leston Paul brought up a great point. Listen, there may be some things that are slightly out of whack, but it's going to come together. That they've yeah. got good chemistry, and they just need more touches, more time. Listen, if if we go back and watch Birmingham, their first match of of the season, uh, which was a Against Indy 11. Indy 11. Uh, it was a very uninspired team. That was a very boring match. <laughs> you know. Um, then uh, they go and play Louisville. Do I have that backwards? No, did they got Louisville second. Louisville yeah. second, in the, which they did uh, drop that match uh, to Louisville. They, they drew Louisville 1-1. Drew Louisville 1-1. At Louisville, which which was an impressive That's result. Impressive. Considering I think they were missing a couple of guys. Nico Brett with a nice goal in that match. Right. Um, and they've got a couple guys that for this match are coming off of suspensions and stuff like that. So it's going to be a different look uh, for Birmingham. Different look for goalkeeper Van Oakle as well. Yeah. Um, 
but that being said, they're still they're still learning themselves too. So don't think like we're going into a club that has it all figured out either. You know what I mean? Um, they don't know what to expect from 901 FC. Yeah, and Tommy Zone will have well, he'll have that he'll have Birmingham ready as sure, much as he can, as much as he can. But there's no there's no tape on this club. That's what I'm getting at. There is no tape on 901 FC. What are they going to go back and look at? Four guys? So what? You got another... Well, I, there may be a little YouTube video through the chain link fence at CBU, maybe? <laughs> I mean, maybe? Maybe, but what's that? Yeah, yeah, it's not going to get you anything, is my point. So, you know, we as fans of, of 901FC, uh, Birmingham as a club are all on the same page. Who is this club? We don't know, and that's exciting to me. Yeah. At least that, you know, that fear of the unknown kind of thing. I, I can't wait. I, I hope that they pick up some points on this this five-game road swing. Uh, already nine points behind Tulsa, who are 3-0 and in this division. I mean, good, good. Tulsa looks good. Yeah, they, they look really good. And uh, it's, it, Birmingham it, looks good, it's too. Gonna, it's it's going to be a fun season because we're, we're in a division where we're going to see a lot of good clubs. And if we're good, it's going to be a slugfest, I think, in this division. Which, which which will be uh, really good. So you're calling the match Saturday, three thirty. Yep, with Pete Pranica. Pete Pranica. It'll be on Channel Thirty in in Memphis. CW Thirty. Yeah. ESPN Plus uh, for the Birmingham feed. Uh, if you don't, you know, really want to listen to him, I guess. Yeah, I don't know why you wouldn't. Losers. No, yeah, I I, I I I would never say that, but I can't watch, stop you from saying watch that. Watch local, man. Go go to the CW Thirty. Uh, watch the local feed. Uh, Pete Pranica, uh, Tim Van Horn on the call at three thirty. So that'll be exciting. From Legion Field. I told you we shouldn't have gone. Legion Field. They're alternating, I think, because of the weather. The Because they share a pitch, I guess, with, with UAB. Okay. Normally. Uh-huh. Is it, I think it's BBVA Field. And But this week it's going to be at Legion Field. Terrible. <laughs> I told you we shouldn't have gone. Well, and there could be the distraction, you know, too. First game of the season, maybe some of the infrastructure crumbling, yeah. you know, around. <laughs> you know, you hear a thud. Oh, oh it's oh. just... Hell, that's just part of the press box. Annie Ann just fell down. Yeah, you know, whatever. (laughs) We'll be back with more My Three Subs. More next on My Three Subs, a soccer odyssey. I love talking soccer, but I also love talking about real estate, too. And, And people ask me about both a lot. And one of the big questions I get in real estate is, how's the housing market? The housing market looks great, and interest rates are near historical lows. And really, it all comes down to when is the time right for you. If you're ready to make your move, give me a call. Tim Van Horn at Cry Like Realtors. 901-756-8900 is my office number. Brody, can I give him my cell number? Oh, I can? Okay. 901-262-5000. That's my cell phone. You can also go to my website, timvanhorn.com. I can help you with your move around the block, around the city, around the state, And even around the world, too, I have a network of relocation certified agents just ready to help you. They are dying for your business, and I can put you in touch with those. All it takes is pick up the phone, give me a call. 901-756-8900. That's my office number. You can call me at my cell, 901-262-5000. Or just go online. Check me out at timvanhorn.com. That's timvanhorn.com with Cry Like Realtors. This is My Three Subs, a soccer odyssey. 
we have added time to the podcast. It's rapid fire time as yeah. we move through things that we really don't want to talk in depth about. We move through them very quickly because, quite <laughs> frankly, it's, we just either they'll be outdated by the time you eventually download this or, honestly, we're just not emotionally invested in it. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, listen, I, I, I'm i excited about Arsenal, but, you know, let's start right there with the Premier League with the back end of the who's going to be in Champions League next year. Isn't that interesting, though, in that y- y- Arsenal and West Ham – Everton are in the mix. That's going to Ch- make you feel good. Ch- yeah, I, it, it, this has not happened in this, this late in the season in almost ever. Nobody cares about the top. Man, Man uh, City has, has taken the, the crown. Fine. Done deal. Whatever, yep. done deal. Uh, and the bottom end is is signed, sealed, delivered. The the relegation teams are there. They're done. Fulham, West Brom, Sheffield, United, all all, all done. Yeah. Uh, so there's no even, even need to, to watch or worry about any of that. But the middle of the pack, that's where everybody's talking about is this five, you know, who's fighting for the five seed? Who's fighting for, you know, the, the top eight? You know, Liverpool still have a chance to crack the top four. West Ham have a chance yeah. to crack the top four. With, with it in, in their hands. They have to win. Right. You know, they have to get those points. West Ham is maybe, yeah, I'd say if Liverpool were to beat Man United, which we'll, which we'll, we'll know probably before this is even, even posted, Liverpool and West Ham are in the driver's seat for that. Mm-hmm. Then you've got Tottenham, Everton, and Arsenal all in the mix to chase that five spot. West yeah. Ham's got it for now. West, for now. West Ham has stumbled a little bit, but the fact that they're still there yeah. with a decent goal differential speaks volumes of how exciting their season has been. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's it's act, the middle of the pack is where to watch uh, the Premier League and because everybody is fighting and f- actually fighting. I mean, there's there's actual play happening, um, which is it's exciting, especially as an Arsenal fan where you were like, do you guys even want to be here? And the reason that this has now become really a five-team battle for that fifth spot is because Arsenal beat Chelsea the other day. Right. Chelsea looked flat. Arsenal scored in the 15th minute. They were able to hang on. They were solid enough. A little help from, from VAR, thank God. But, I mean, clear offsides, which, you know, did not give the, the draw, you know. Yeah. Um, so thank God for VAR. But, yeah, I mean, Chelsea started out super strong. Chelsea is Chelsea. But uh, Arsenal's pulling something out of their hat, which is fine. I'm, I'm happy with Are Are you happy with that? Are they going to be, if, if they finish strongly, are you happy with that? Is Are you happy with Arteta if they finish strongly, if they get Europa, or is that basically papering over the cracks of a bigger mm. problem? Uh, no, it's definitely wallpaper over a, a foundation issue. Okay. All yeah. right. So... Yeah. So basically putting gift wrap around the I-40 bridge. Because <laughs> yes. that's just a crack. That, <laughs> that crack is bigger than a plumber's butt crack. Dude, that crack is a split. That crack yeah. is like, yeesh. Yeah. No, it's that is uh, that that I forty that I forty crack is is uh, yeah much like Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what's happening in the Premier League in the Champions League. The finals coming up later in the month. It'll be Chelsea and Manchester City, yep. which should be an interesting finale. And which means I cheer for Pulisic every time. Don't you? Because this is this is the first American in the in the yeah. Champions League final. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited about this. Um, hoping Pulisic shows up shows out uh, because he really hasn't in the past couple matches, especially against Arsenal. He was like non-existent, so um, really excited about that. But then you've got also 
you know, if for some reason, somehow, you know, if if you have the goalkeeper from Man City not be first choice, whether through injury mm-hmm. or for whatever reason, then you've got Zach Steffen, who could be yet another American. Right. In the Champions League final as the Man City goalkeeper. Yeah, so it'll be USA versus USA, which is really exciting. So, one to watch there uh, for that final. Europa League final, Manchester United and Villarreal. That will be, uh, that could have some meaning because that could um, oh, maybe open up another Champions League spot in uh, in England if Manchester United were to win that because yeah. they're already going to be probably the two seed More in the Premier likely. League. More yeah. than likely. So, we'll, we'll keep a close eye on that. Let's go one to Division below to the championship in England. Norwich and Watford are already guaranteed to go back up to the Premier League. They've what? been before. Yeah. Now you've got th- four Watford's clubs. Watford's that fun club where they where they bounce back and forth. All they the do. They do. They're not and really sure who they are. Norwich are also repeat offenders, just not maybe as, as frequently. But they got Timo Pukki, who's a pretty good ball player, mm-hmm. and, the, and, and Watford has you know their share of some talent too. But Brentford, Swansea, Barnsley, and Bournemouth are the four that will battle out in the playoffs to see who gets that third spot, which is exciting because that final is a one match for all the marbles. It could very well be the most lucrative match in world football, that one match to see who goes up to get all of that TV money in the Premier League. All of all the monies on the table. Which also, just an FYI, for teams that get promoted, if you are able to successfully stay in at least one year, your parachute payment for when you get demoted or when you get when you get relegated down is actually more than it would be than if you went up and then immediately we went back down. You get I think you get an extra year of parachute payments. You get three Keep rather than two. Better than B for a year and, and we'll double your Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Let's turn our attention to MLS for just a moment. Since almost every club makes the playoffs, does it really matter the standings right now? Uh, not really the standings, but I mean I'm gonna be honest with you, there's some actually some decent MLS play. Oh, very much so. I, I, New England has been hot. Montreal hey, ha- I'm going to be good. honest with you. Nashville is really fun to watch. Nashville is fun to watch. They are fast, and they they, they do not play as an MLS club. It's, it's really fun to watch a Nashville game. They've had four matches. They haven't lost any. They have one win and three draws. Yeah, but let me be honest with you. Those draws uh, were come from behind draws. They were down 2-0 uh, a couple of those matches and pulled it out of their hats. You know what I mean? And, and when I say hats, it's the other side of the body. Speaking of the other side of the body having something yanked out, what are the Columbus crew leadership thinking of of, of, of modifying the name? Leave them alone, please. Like, they wanted to get rid of them, send them down to where Austin, right? And then uh, fans fight back. Right. Well, Austin got the club. Austin got the club, but they wanted to send the crew down right. to, to there. Uh, do, do, they didn't want to make a new club in Austin, so they were going to ship uh, Columbus crew. Uh, fans fought back and said, no, you can't get rid of our club. They win. Now, the upper management is saying, we want to drop the crew out of our name. We are the longest standing MLS club in history. I'm looking at this logo. It is it, there. There's, there's nothing, nothing to, to ta- there's nothing to take offense. Columbus is also the very first MLS club. If you look at the order, Columbus is club number one. They have three mobsters in a in a diamond or in a like a little seal kind of thing, right? Are you sure they're not just construction workers or something? Are they construction workers? I don't know. They're, they look I don't like think mobsters. It's, I, I don't think there's a Columbus. There might be a Columbus mafia, but you don't talk about it. Well, that, that's I mean, Chicago. But that's, that's what I mean. Like, it's there's like three guys right in this logo, um, but they're unassuming. 
You know, I, I, I mean, in, in my uh, childhood fantasy, they're, they're, they're holding Tommy guns. Right. Because Dick Tracy uh, is what I get out of that logo. It is. I'm looking at the logo up close. It's three guys in hard hats. It's just is it hard hats. I thought they were fedoras. It's the it's like the the work crew. Oh, well, that's even worse. Why do you get rid of it? I don't know. That's that's what I'm saying. I think it's ridiculous. Washington football team. Here they come. I mean, they could be they could be construction guys. They could be. I don't, I don't know. Say mafia could, be, could be utility company guys. Could be paramedics from. Oh yeah, maybe they're from hard. emergency. Yeah, they're Gage and Desoto. I don't know. <laughs> they're they're uh, CBS uh, uh, emergency nine one one guys because they all wear hard hats. Yeah, I mean look look at the. I mean those are hard hats. Can we agree on that? Those are three hard hats. They look like hard hats in that picture. Okay, yes. yeah. So I, not not offensive whatsoever. I mean, unless uh, you know, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Maybe men at work want their like look back. <sighs> I'm guessing if they called you and complained about that, oh, you can leave your friends behind. Oh no, no, no! That was that was that was not that was. Oh, men at work. No, no, that was men in hats, wasn't it? Men in hats. I don't. Know. Men at work was who can it be now? Oh, that, that's that right. and land down under. Yeah, I come from a land down under. Yeah, we're not going to talk about Australian soccer. That's what we watch at two in the morning yeah. when there's nothing else on. Nick had a couple beers in us, and, and only because the broadcast quality is excellent. Awesome. They, they do a great job on yeah. the show. I, I, I can, that I can say. However, their first touch, a eh, little bit lacking. <laughs> MLS is better. <laughs> well, that's the final touch on our show. You can always catch us at my3subspodcast.com. Look at the uh, Spiffy website. You can get previous episodes there, my 3 Subs Podcast on Facebook and on Twitter, my 3 Subs Soccer Pod on Instagram. And I'd give you the email address, but... I forgot the password, so if you send it, probably won't be able to respond to you anyway. So <laughs> screw, what's going on? Screw it. Good luck to 901 FC. Thanks to Ben Pearman, Leston Paul, Raul Gonzalez. Yes. We wish you the best of luck as you take on uh, Birmingham Legion. Pete Pranica and I will be on that call on Channel 30, 330 in the afternoon on Saturday and then we're getting the crew together speaking of crews we're getting the crew together we're all sitting around we're huddled around the TV just like an old and I, I fully expect you to text me and to harass <laughs> and mock me throughout the entire broadcast what's great about texting you during the match is I know you're not going to see it until like the half and so I'm like bah, 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 and I'm banking them just give you a book to read I get my watch <laughs> and I turn it on do not disturb because that crap just pops up like I learned the first time when there's a match turn off the watch Brody's going to blow me <laughs> because I'm getting carpal tunnel because it's shaking my hand every time Brody texts me with stuff and he's got like ideas for one liners and random thoughts and then I think he accidentally texted a grocery list to his wife one time and I'm like for the love of Pete I'm responding to people as I'm talking to <laughs> texting Tim so yeah no, yeah. I love it yeah so uh, all in the name of good fun man just yeah. trying to throw you off your game because you're so damn good well I enjoy it it's a it's it's a labor of love I appreciate that and uh, we we are so excited 901 FC is back and congratulations to Ben Pierman on yeah. the job we know that you're going to do a great job we have packed our patience because we know you have a plan cautiously we have, optimistic we have now seen you working in practice of course we knew before that you knew exactly what you're doing and we can't wait uh, to see what happens over the next six months so thanks so much everybody and we'll catch you next time on my three subs there's the whistle thank you for listening Check out more My Three Subs podcast, a soccer odyssey. This is a Brody Scott production. Daddy, daddy.